All right, beautiful. So we're back in our respective houses uh, after our trip in Tassie. So we thought we'd quickly have a chat about how that went and then move on into the news about the RBA and all that nonsense. So um, this is another episode of the Financing Property Survival Guide. Welcome back. Um, how was Tassie for you, David? How'd you How'd you enjoy it? How are you feeling? Good. Tired? Good? No, good. It's good. Good to see people again and catch up with the clients we've got down there and um, mm. talk about what they're up to and what they're looking to do and meet up with um, the guys from Ripe House Advisory, which is good. So we'll do a bit of work with them and, um, um, yeah, so it should be good. Easy. One of the things we wanted to chat about too that we sort of learned more about while we were down there was sort of the the treasurer from Tasmania uh, talking about their uh, their plans and like future actions that they're going to take part and and do uh, in order to try and improve housing supply across the state. So um, the guy's name's Michael Ferguson, and he noted that while our economy is strong, we know that a lot of Tassie Tasmanians are doing it tough, and there's more work to do. Measures that they're looking at include a $538 million investment for social and affordable housing, as well as homelessness initiatives. This is including about $204 million to be invested over the next year in 2022. They spoke about their budget and how their budget is hoping to provide some resources to assist Tasmanians, more of them than usual, to enter into the housing market with a, a $30,000 first homeowner grant, which will continue until June of 2023. So that's already in motion. And they spoke about how housing supply is the key target. Ferguson confirmed it will double its residential land rebate, which is a scheme that provides a bunch of money return um, to property developers, basically to incentivize developers to try and get in and develop land here to get more housing on the market. They're also looking at to do a thing called the Ancillary Dwelling Grant Program, costing $2.5 million, and they're going to provide $10,000 to individual Tasmanians to construct granny flats on their property. Uh, according to Ferguson, 185 dwellings have already been constructed on the program with more to come. And they, we, while we were over in Tassie, we learned that Hobart, their capital city, their vacancy rate for rentals was 0.4% in April. Obviously, that's a two-month-old stat, but it hasn't really improved. It's it stayed pretty stagnant. This is a figure well below the Aussie average of 1.1%. 0.4% vacancy rate is very tight from all, all the experts we talk to. And it means that it's really difficult to find a place to live. And you're competing against a lot of other people trying to find a rental that you're like, if you're going to an open home for a rental, you're, you're often more likely competing with more than 20 or so people because everybody's trying to get an apartment in Tasmania or a house in Tasmania to rent. I just sort of wondered what your takeaways were for this news and whether you think this is good. And like, it sounds like something that maybe the other states should look at doing too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like the biggest issue as we've talked about is lack of supply. So it's good to see a government um, doing, um, doing things to encourage supply. The, the 10K that you get, to encourage you to construct a granny flat on your property, you compare that to we're working with a client in um, Newcastle at the moment who wants to put a, a granny flat on their property. They've got to pay 10 grand. They've got to pay a 10 grand fee to have their, um, which is um, yeah, straight to council, I think. So, yeah, yeah, the issue is lack of supply and until then um, the you know, respective housing ministers in charge around the country all get their heads together and 
um, understand that. We're probably, probably not going to achieve too much. Hmm. Okay. Um, so obviously the big news, like people, people I was talking to yesterday when I got back to Melbourne were asking me about this straight away. The RBA has raised the cash rate again. So um, up until yesterday, the RBA cash rate was 0.35%. They've now raised that rate by 0.5%. Now it's sitting at 0.85%. Uh, I wanted to share with you guys the 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 statement from RBA's governor. His name's Philip Lowe, uh, in, in basically explaining why they decided to increase the cash rate target. So I'll, I'll, I'll quote him here. At this meeting today, the board decided to increase the cash rate target to 85 basis, point, basis points. Inflation in Australia has increased significantly. While inflation is lower than in most other advanced economies, it's higher than early, earlier expected. Global factors include COVID-related disruptions to supply chains, as well as the war in the Ukraine, accounting for much of this increase. But domestic factors are playing a role too. There are some constraints in some sectors and a tight labour market contributing to upward pressure on prices. The floods earlier this year that happened up in Queensland have also affected some of the prices. The labour market's strong, employment has grown significantly and the unemployment rate sits at 3.9%, which is the lowest rate in almost 50 years. Job vacancies and job ads are at high levels and a further decline in unemployment and underemployment is expected. Um, I wondered, like, obviously this this will be news to a lot of people that maybe if you're if you're in a home loan and you see this in the news, you're going to think maybe I need to look at refinancing or looking at whether my interest rate's competitive and whether I'm I'm paying too much on my mortgage. But what were your general takeaways and thoughts? Did you expect this coming into yesterday? Yeah, we thought the rate might go up 0.4 to right. bring it to 0.75 or 75 basis points. So the extra. Now, point one, yeah, was probably a bit more than expected. Um, I think the um, RBA is probably thinking that you know, inflation is running pretty high, even though a lot of it is driven by supply issues, you know, supply chain issues, capacity constraints, that sort of thing. Um, you know, when business can't get staff, making them pay too much more for their finance you know, may not work. Um, you know, got a lot of builders we're hearing that are under pressure. Um, if you know, if they're carrying costs as, as projects are being delayed, you know, it's just going to work its way through the economy. I think so. Um, at the moment, you know, the world seems to be in a capacity constraint. Um, energy prices are up. Uh, fuel prices are up. Yeah, so you know, it wasn't unexpected, but I think you know, 0.5 was. But anyway, we'll just um, yeah. The, the main thing for people is just keep a look, you know, keep an eye on what your interest rate you're paying and making sure it's competitive. This one I thought I thought was interesting, and I wanted to explain this because I felt like we'll go into this one and get your thoughts. An article came out later uh, earlier in this week talking about the big X factor that could continue driving property prices upwards, regardless of where the interest, uh, the cash rate goes to. So despite rising interest rates, what is the X factor that is going to keep going, uh, pushing property prices upwards? And this article talks about it being migration. Aussie overseas migration is expected to sit to the tune of more than 200,000 people a year starting this year. And this influx of people is expected to drive demand for housing. They're, they're estimating that roughly 70 to 100,000 houses needed are needed to be built every year to house those 200,000 migrants. 
Uh, from an affordability perspective, this is obviously going to create a big issue, Dave. The market goes up and down in value depending on the economy, obviously. But if more people are coming into the country and need somewhere to live, and we're not really keeping up with that demand by um, producing housing across the country that's going to house the new people, we're already having trouble housing people that already live in Australia so how are we going to go when migration starts to come back up? Because we need more staff here. We need more skilled workers. We're going to have more skilled migrants returning to the country soon. Um, and obviously, we've barely built 70,000 new dwellings since the pandemic began in 2020. Mm. So this lack of supply is obviously a reason that rents in most of the capital cities have increased by 5 to 10% in, in the last year. And, and the equation they're talking about, surging demand and lack of supply in the rental market means that rents and overall housing values are going to go up. Um, I just wondered what your thoughts were. Like, where, where do you see this going to go? Do you think, like, it seems like it's, uh, we're sort of fucked a little bit, but we'll just have yeah. to deal with it when it happens, right? Yeah. And that, that's the thing about, you know, we can bring a lot of skilled mi- migrants in and that's the big push from, um, from, uh, business and you know, the government to bring skilled migrants in, but you know where are they going to live? That's the issue. So, yeah, I, I haven't seen much talk about trying to skill um, the people that are on unemployment benefits or try and you know get people off unemployment benefits. I know you just mentioned before about the RBA expects a decline in unemployment and underemployment, which is good, but yeah, you know, for for people that are maybe long term. Um, unemployed, you know, getting them skilled up to do some of the jobs that are needed. Um, I noticed in the in the papers as I was um, coming home yesterday from from our trip to Tassie, there's you know there's there's ads in the paper and on Facebook and that sort of stuff for you know people yeah they're basically saying they want yeah retired people who you know want to go out and work in a mine they can you know, be truck drivers or assistants or that sort of stuff so yeah there's obviously work there for people to do mm. um i just wonder whether we're doing enough to incentivize um people that are on unemployment to sort of you know maybe think of other things that they can be doing so um but anyway that's yeah you know, the, the the reason prices go up mainly um, is because demand is um, is overrunning supply and that's what's been happening with property for the last couple of years and that figure that you said about um, yeah we there's 200,000 migrants and we've we've built 70,000 new dwellings since the pandemic and that was with home builder you know yeah. we've we've um, yeah yeah, had a big scheme to encourage building, but we've still only built 70,000 places and there's um, yeah, plenty of builders that are going to struggle this year because of tradies uh, cross going up and you know, not being able to get materials. And then as projects get delayed, they've got to fund those projects mainly out of um, debt that they're going to pay more interest on. So, yeah, interesting times ahead. Mm, for sure. There are a couple of things you wanted to chat about before we got out of here. So I thought we could start with, uh, obviously, there's been a couple of the banks, uh, some of the bigger banks announcing changes to debt to income ratios. Do you mind sort of explaining to listeners who are new to the show what debt come in, debt to income ratios are and then sort of go into what the news entails? Yeah, cool. So 
debt to income is just like a bit of a rule of thumb that some banks some banks will say you they will not lend you more than six times your income mm. so if your income's 50 grand you know they might they'll lend you 300 and it's just it's just a rule of thumb it's not it's not sort of hard and fast it's just you know when people say to me oh how much can i borrow you know the the question will you know, you can't really tell how much someone can borrow until you've seen all their information. Mm. Um, so some of the banks were sort of six was their limit. Others, um, you know, they might lend up to seven, eight, sometimes nine times debt, uh, sorry, nine times the income, especially if it's an investor. So um, we'll just notice that a couple of the banks are reducing their debt to income ratio which means borrowing capacities will reduce. So if borrowing capacity reduces, that generally means, you know, if you've got 100 people and they all can borrow 10% less because of interest rate rises and changes to debt-to-income ratio, well, then you'll find that um, you, you know, if you've got a heap of buyers that can borrow less, well, then they can't bid prices up because they can't actually afford to overpay. So price you know, range, the price range they can purchase a home at is going to drop. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what we've had previously, say in the last 18 months, we've had, you know, super low interest rates, high debt income ratios, um, and lots of people wanting property. So when, when there's lots of people wanting property and they've all got a good budget, you know, the price would normally go up. But mm. now that rates are going up and DTIs are being reduced or changed, you'll find that people will have less money to, to spend. So we, we think um, you know, that might just temper prices a little bit. Mm. There was another one we're going to chat about and even uh, our friend Simon Presley had a couple of good posts about this and how, uh, you know, the media is talking about mortgage stress and rate rises and how there'll be a property crash and all that stuff. So did you want to talk about the rate rise and mortgage stress topic? Yeah, look, as I said, Simon's view is that, you know, prices will keep keep going up. Yeah, you, you've got people who still think Australia is just one big property market, which it's not. Mm. And yeah, there probably will be some um, price corrections probably at the higher end and around Sydney and Melbourne and some of the areas within, say, an hour or two or there that have had pretty good price growth. But yeah, if if you bought a property two years ago and it's gone up 40-50%, to if it drops 10-20%, to 20%, you've still made 30-40%. to 40%, So you've mm. still gone all right. Um, I think you've got to keep all this sort of stuff in perspective. Um, with the mortgage stress thing, where they sort of hang their hat is on the buffers. So they're saying, you know, if, if someone's interest rate's 3% and there's a buffer of 3%, so the bank assesses their ability to repay at 6%, well, then you're probably going to find that most people can withstand, you know, a 1% or 2% um, rise in um Mortgage repayments. The, the issue that I think um, hasn't been understood by a lot of people is that a lot of a lot of banks just use the household expenditure measure to determine how much people spend, and then they assess their ability to repay on that and add the three percent buffer. Now, if you're a couple and you think and the and the hem is three and a half grand and you tell the bank or the broker that you spend four grand and because the bank or broker is busy, they don't do a detailed analysis of what you spend. If you're actually spending six to seven grand, um, 
there's not much. You basically already used up your buffer. Mm. So if rates go up, you can then, um, yeah, you then might be in mortgage stress. So that that's where I see there could be some issues, especially in the last, say, six months when people have paid big dollars for property. And we've already seen in May that Sydney and Melbourne um, the median price has started to trim back. Well, has actually declined, all you know, albeit pretty slow, but yeah, you know, not a lot, but it has has gone down. So, but anyway, look, we'll just we'll just see see how it goes. But the main thing is, is you know, don't don't borrow beyond your means, and make sure you've got um, you've got plenty of um, um, plenty of buffers. Mm. And and speaking on the price, the the the. I guess you could say the plateauing or slight drops in median values across Sydney and Melbourne in particular. There's been a stream of articles talking about how there might be a property crash coming because Melbourne and Sydney's prices, median prices for houses, dropped 0.5, around those numbers. And Simon Presley did a bit of a job in saying like, hey, guys, it's the first month in 22 months that we haven't had positive growth. It doesn't mean we're absolutely screwed. It, it might mean that, but let's chill out a little bit. So take what you, take what you read sometimes in the, in the mainstream news with a grain of salt. Some of it is opinion pieces that is designed to just get people a bit freaked out. So um, yeah. you wanted to talk about investors and the rate rises that we've been chatting about with the RBA as well. Yeah, so um, I think the when when interest rates go up, um, your attitude depends largely on whether you're an investor or you're an owner occupier. Um, for investors, when rates go up, it's not as harsh mm. because one, you're getting rent for the property, and rents have increased, so you're more likely to be able to yeah offset the increasing cost um, from the increasing rent. Plus, you have um, you can claim deductions. So, you know, if, if interest goes up 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month, you can claim that as a deduction. Whereas, if you're uh, owner occupier, it's got to come out of your after tax dollars. So, yeah, if, you, if you're not saving money already, you're going to have to find the money somewhere. So, mm. I think interest rate rises might put some people off buying. And if they put and if they put some and, and the debt to income ratios might reduce the amount that people can spend. So I think if you're an investor, now is probably a good time to to get ready because if there's less people in the market, prices probably won't be as silly as they have been. And you might find you're competing with less buyers. And we've found in the last couple of weeks that more people have been able been successful in securing property. Um, so yeah, I just think, you know, I'm basically saying now is the time for investors. I think it's the time to sort of, to get organized. Mm. Um, we've obviously gotten, uh, a couple of questions from viewers as well that we talked about on the, on the podcast, uh, that I think came out on Monday, <clears throat> pardon me, about, uh, is, is, is now the time to fix or is not now the time to opt for a variable rate option if you're getting into home loans? And obviously, this is just general discussion. It's not based on individual circumstance. It's not financial advice. But what, what are you sort of thinking? Where, where are you at with that discussion? 
Well, look, I think um, I still I still think it's, you know, you're better off with a variable rate because mm. uh, they're so much cheaper. And even after the 0.5 increase, you would still be, you know, your rate's still going to be probably a, another one or two rate rises away from what the current fixed rates are. So that that's just my opinion. Um, I think you know the time to fix was probably the time to fix was last year, you know, twenty twenty one, and fixed rates have gone up quite a bit. So, you know, I wouldn't be just jumping into fixing. I'd be looking at you know what options you've got. And we had uh, one more that we we're going to chat about, which is the the insolvency rates of some of the bigger builders as well as the smaller companies too. Did you want to sort of cover that? Um. Yeah, so we, we just, I just read something the other day. It was in the Fin Review, I think, but they were just talking about, um, you know, someone was just mentioning that they thought that a lot of builders were struggling at the moment. Um, you know, tradies costs are going up, supply costs are going up. Yeah, a lot of them have signed, you know, agreed to fixed-priced contracts that, um, they, that they're going to make losses on. Um, there was a story in there from um, we're on this broker's Facebook page, and one of the brokers said one of their clients with a big builder who is you know publicly in a bit of trouble. Um, they got a call from them saying that their their house was going to cost an extra like fifty grand um, because they'd underestimated the cost. So yeah, you know that person has to go and find fifty grand because the bank has. You know, probably agreed to the finance based on the um, based on uh, the fixed price contract that was signed, however long ago. So you know, during home builder, a lot of people were signing up, signing fixed price contracts to get their their twenty five grand or their fifteen mm-hmm. grand, and you know, the various other incentives running around. You know, ten grand first homeowner grants and those sorts of things. So it's just a matter now of um, yeah. Right, right it through and now with with interest rates going up if builders have got to pay an extra 0.5 on their money you know it could be um the straw that breaks the camel's back for a few of them mm, for sure was there anything else you wanted to cover david uh no that's all good for me i think you know just as usual just you know make sure um you're keeping an eye on your expenses and on your um on your you know, interest rate getting charged. And yeah, it's there's still quite a few people that don't know what their interest rate is, mm. which um, yeah, just make sure you're paying attention to it because if you're paying too much, it can cost you a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. Well, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, as usual, Facebook, Money Saver Home Loans, uh, search that up on Facebook and you'll find our page. If you want to go to our website, same again, moneysaverhomeloans.com.au. we got a bunch of calculators on there that are pretty handy if you're trying to get better at budgeting, all that sorts of stuff. Um, and we got a, uh, we got Instagram pages. I always link to those in the description box because it's too hard to try and spell those out for people sometimes on, on an audio podcast. So I um, hope everyone has a good week and uh, we'll talk to you next week.